This is Nadia from the Relativity Podcast and you're listening to Discussing Who. Hello? Hello, please? Hello? Please help me. Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back, and I'm going to start this week with Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing quite well, sir. And as I say each and every week, glad to be on another episode of Discussing Who with you guys. So, yeah, I'm great. Awesome. Well, as I'm sure I probably follow up and say, glad also to have you back and glad also to welcome back the one and the only, because we established last week, episode 211, it doesn't matter if there's more than one Lee Shackelford in the world. In my reality, Lee is the one and only Lee Shackelford. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Your universe is just smaller than the one everybody else lives in. That's, I guess. Hey. Or something. Whatever. Yeah. Wibbly like, wobbly oh, yeah. universal worsel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> glad to have you here, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very, very glad to be here with y'all. So. So what's been going on with the two of you since we last recorded? Anything interesting that you guys want to share? Well, not a lot for me, man. I'll just, uh, just say I'm happy to be back and not, not much on my end. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah, I, I think we're all living in the uh, no news is good news kind of kind of world, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, um, Very much. Since agree. we were since we were together last, uh, we've uh, the high schools have uh, gone back, and uh, so that's a challenge. And then my university started on Monday, and it's just been total bloody chaos. But you know, it could be worse. And this was the trivia that I said I, I told you before okay. we started recording cool. that I want to share. As we're recording this, it's August the 25th. Now, not all historians agree, uh, but most believe that August the 24th to August the 25th was a very bad couple of days in the year 79 AD if you happen to be near the volcano Vesuvius. Uh, we're, we're, we are on the, probably on the anniversary right now of the time when the 10th doctor said, it's volcano day. It's volcano day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, at least he learned something on that day. Spoilers. You know, mm-hmm. he, he remembered something that would hold him to the mark, so to speak. <laughs> That's true. So, hey, he might face himself. So to speak, he, one day he in the might future, face himself imprint on the eyebrows. Yes, angry, yes. angry eyebrows. Oh man, I thought you said he might space himself. I'm like, why would he do that? <laughs> <laughs> Good Tyvek. What is even better than? Well, not necessarily even better. Yeah. I would say equally as good is the fact that two eleven. Episode 211, Discussing Who, went out as of this recording yesterday. They flew into the wild and fire. I got 
Odalicon. So the good thing is we do have some feedback, and I think this feedback is a little appropriate considering the fact that we are reviewing the Lodger, and it has a character by the name of Craig. And the gentleman who sends in feedback is Craig Bland. He's someone that I work with and actually is the only person with whom I've worked that I've been able to convert to Doctor Who. So my hat's off to Craig. His comment on Vincent and the Doctor comes from what we said about Amy and our question about whether or not she was remembering Rory. So for Craig, it has only been about six or eight months since he watched Vincent and the Doctor, and he says that he vividly remembers watching it first time through and recalls thinking that the tears were for Rory. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, makes sense. I don't know why I totally didn't get that when I watched it, but but well, yeah. But as, as Shannon said, it... it there's really no reason why it has to be either or that it's possible that there's a lot more going on there because obviously something mysterious and strange is happening either way. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, everybody's right. Everybody wins. (laughs) Everybody wins. Just just this once. (laughs) Everybody wins. But anyway, good, good for Craig. And, uh, yeah, he is feeling, I think, well, before we got into the global pandemic and staying at home, you know, we've not really had an opportunity to literally discuss who since sure. then. But that being said, he was going through the same painful experience somewhat that for Clarence had to go through about six or eight years ago. So. <laughs> well, you know what, Craig? We enjoyed your feedback so much. We're going to review episode where the one of the main characters name is Craig. There you go. Yes. Totally appropriate. Right. <laughs> Just for you. The logic. <laughs> so I want to go back a few more. We've got more feedback and I want to go back a few more episodes past Vincent or before Vincent and the doctor. And we had feedback probably within the last 10 to 12 episodes of discussing who from someone on Twitter by the name of Peto Infinity. And she actually has followed up giving us additional feedback via email. So I want to give some feedback that Tiffany gave us, and it is from the Time of Angels. She says that she, Tiffany says that Lee's pontification was very informative, and she agrees with you, Lee. She says that she has long had issues with using religion to justify a certain means to an end, mainly due to how it separates us so much. And she never thought of them being religion as a business of making war and thought that we gave an interesting take. And just like Clarence, she thought of the crusade. So that is her first bit of feedback that she did on Time of Angels. The second part, however, I really find interesting because we were wondering how Amy was able to open her eyes to look into the crack of the wall Mm -hmm. and without dying. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany thinks that the angel in her eye was afraid of the crack and therefore did not want to come out for fear of falling into the crack and allowing Amy to open her eyes without consequence. Oh, that's a oh. good explanation. I love that. <laughs> Tiffany rocks. <sighs> well, I have a, one more piece of information from Tiffany that I think is going to blow both of those completely out of the water. Wow. Okay. It's going to be tough to top that. So I think, I think both of you are going to agree that this will top that because 
Tiffany ends her email by saying that we have a new listener. She says to keep up the great work, especially in this time of pandemic. She says that she will continue listening and wanted us to know that we now have a new listener. Her one month, well, likely two months, <laughs> as of this broadcast, daughter, Zayla. Oh, Zayla. Kayla so with friends. a Z. Zayla. Zayla. Well, welcome. Welcome, Zayla. We're we're sorry for the mess that things are in right now, um, but it it does get better. It will yeah. get better. Indeed. And it's not and it's not my fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> but that was just so cool. You know, it 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 just kind of warms your heart to know that people that are listening, you know, we do this because we love doing this. And you know, that was another comment that Craig made today is he could tell by listening. It's the same way that people have said to us before, we enjoy talking to each other. And it is so cool to know that Tiffany is listening with her daughter and we're just having fun and we're just literally discussing who and it's just fun. Oh, yeah. My question to you guys is I have some news and I guess that's not a question. That's more of a statement. Yes, it is. (laughs) But I do have a statement question, whatever, about the news Mm. because I've not seen them yet. But Clarence, I think you may have listened to one of them, not necessarily seen, but listen David Tennant does a podcast with is back for season two. And I think you've yes. listened to some. Oh, I've heard them all. Oh, awesome. Yes. Well, both of yes. you tell me Absolutely. about them. Oh, it's, it's just, it, it really is the most charming thing. These, uh, you know, intimate conversations with, uh, with fascinating people. And he's very unguarded and warm. And, uh, it's just, it's just wonderful. I, I, I somehow forgot even after watching all of Broadchurch, that he and Olivia Coleman are actually just best mates. And that's one of my very favorites. You've got to hear that. It's just the two of them. They're, they're just cutting up because they're they're friends, you know, and we get to listen. We get to listen in. It's, it's just wonderful. Clarence, yeah. I want to ask you specifically, if you don't mind, you've listened to the one with Stacey Abrams. Is that correct? Yeah, I listened to that one. That one was really good. And also the one with Jim Parsons was really good. And mm-hmm. I, I I didn't really know anything about uh, uh him as an actor and how he got into it. But um I really liked the message he brought in his in his uh in his interview as well. Cool. And I don't want to be really political, even though sometimes we do get political, but I'm curious to know, considering the fact that this is a political season in the U.S. and Stacey Abrams is involved in politics, I'm curious more so not necessarily of anything she said, but did you take a takeaway of how people in the U.K. see our elections and and any thoughts on on that? Well, I don't know. I think they think it's just as mad as we do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and crazy as we do over here. I will say with, uh, her in particular, she's a, uh, Stacey Abrams is a huge Whovian. So that made for a good interview with, uh, uh, David Tennant. So that was awesome. And then, you know, when he did the interview with her, we didn't quite know who the vice president nominee would be with Joe Biden. So, uh, they kind of talked about that as well, but it's a very good and informative interview about her path and her, uh, getting into politics. So I, I definitely recommend both, both that one and Tim Parsons. And also I think George Decay just came out. I haven't listened to that one yet, but I can't wait. I have not heard that one either. So yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. I know who would probably have heard it and we will follow up and ask this question again when she's on with us again. I know that Nicole is a huge fan of David Tennant does a podcast with. So we'll have to ask her. So I have one other yes. little item of the news, which is sort of bittersweet, but retirement sometimes can be a good thing. Oftentimes be a good thing. Con Castabras, we know, uh, was moved back and unfortunately and not unexpectedly, the 2020 version of Con Castabras has been canceled. And I want to give a shout out or a nod to our thank you, I should say, to Bonnie, who has been the con chair of Con Castabras, and she has announced that she will be retiring as the chairman of Con Castabras. There's very likely that there may be more Con Castabras, but just not with her at the helm. And Clarence, I know when you and I went to Con Castabras the last time they had it, we both commented on what energy and how welcome she was and how nice she was and how everyone there was nice. So I just wanted to kind of say to her, thank you on behalf of discussing who for making us feel welcome. And for whatever your retirement brings you, our hats and our hearts are for you. So there you go. Yeah. That tells me since I have gone through all the news that it's time for me to say for anyone listening, if you have not seen the lodger, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back because from this moment forward, spoilers. 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 Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review The Lodger. This is the 11th episode of the 2010 series of Doctor Who, first airing on the 12th of June, 2010. It starred Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amelia Pond, and features James Corden as Craig Owen. Some review, Lee Shackelford, what say ye? I had um, I, I remember enjoying this episode a lot when I first saw it, but I don't think about it very often. It just sort of um, I don't know. It's just one that didn't uh, stick with me for some reason, except sort of the vague memory that I really enjoyed Matt's episode. Um, and it is it is a companion light episode, so it really is the Eleventh Doctor. Uh, and he even gets a jersey at one point with a big 11 on it. So, um, but uh, I just, yeah, I, I just had a great deal of fun with him. So that's it. Okay. Clarence Brown, what say you? I agree with everything Lee said. It was a fun episode. We got to see Matt Smith do some unconventional things at the, for the doctor, which I, I enjoyed every minute, minute of that. James Gordon, is it Gordon or Corden? Corden. Corden. Um, I enjoyed him as well. I thought he was, you know, uh, awkward and nerdy and funny like, which, you know, that's kind of what we expect of him. Uh, I'm not so up on the resolution. It, it, it kind of hit me as something that they took all this time to craft this really cool and interesting story. But when we get to the actual resolution of the villain, which seemed like the, uh, an afterthought, in some senses, at least the resolution part of that. Um, I, I really didn't, I really didn't buy that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm giving grievances here. 
they they commit the one thing that I don't like is where the a, a thing that influences their progression in time occurs after they've gone through that progression in time. That's the worst type of paradox to me. And I hated it, but we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. Cause, cause, cause I'm confused. So I, I'm, I'm ready soon to get into it. But my summary view, once again, as I normally do, I will say I agree with both of you because yes, this was a fun watch. It's not. A, an episode I go back and revisit, but it's not because I dislike it. It's, you know, it hits all the buddy film idea, story, whatever. It checks all the right check boxes and it's cool and it's fun and it's whatever. But it's not one again that I go back and watch, but I had fun with it. And I think that in, at the end of the day, having fun is cool. And I did very much have fun watching it. So I want to talk about Craig and the doctor's friendship because this is something that I think is really unique in this story that we don't often see very often. And I might go so far as to say this may be one of, if not the only one, where it's a story about the doctor pretty much just having fun. Would you guys agree with that? <laughs> yeah. And it's certainly, uh, it, as near as I can recall, it's really the only time that the doctor is, um, t on his own and trying to blend in. And uh, that, I think that's especially humorous with this doctor because he's so, um, he seems so, um, spectrum -y, as we say, you know, and, uh, and, but like forgetting that he shouldn't say that he learned to cook in Paris in the 18th century. Yeah. <laughs> and when he catches his mistake, he says, that's not recent, is it? No, no, 70. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm not used to doing this in the right order. <laughs> it's, it's just fun to, to see him experiencing that and, and talking a mile a minute. This script must have a thousand, you know, pages to it. I just think that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Lee. Once again, we get to see the doctor out of his element. We usually, for the most part, get to see the doctor being cool and always being on point, which he was on point in this episode, but it was a great amount of awkward tension between he and Craig because, you know, if you just think about it, Craig would normally be the kind of the awkward guy, but he has his new tenant that is even more awkward than he is. And I thought it, every moment of the doctor doing weird and like me, Lee mentioned, saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying, you know, meeting new people, not knowing how to act. You know, all of that was just hilarious and great and fun. You know, it's so weird about this character that you, you domesticate this character. And I think that is where you get these moments like this, where you have these comedy things that happen because the character is so alien that we don't normally even recognize until you put him or now her in a situation like this. And it's totally funny. Case in point, you arrive at the front door with a bag of money that you just hand and say, um, that's, this should carry, you know, the, without even thinking about somebody might wonder, why are you giving me a bag of money? Yeah. It, it, and it kind of reminds me of when I think of all the doctors, to me, 
to personally to me, he is the one that would be the most awkward in those situations, other than maybe Sylvester McCoy. Um <laughs> But you know, if I think all of them, I think all of them would fit in just a little bit more than than those two I just mentioned. So but yeah, he just walks up with a bag of money like nothing's wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah. We later learned that's three thousand pounds, which <sighs> yeah, the next time you're uh you're you're renting a room, remember to bring a paper bag with three thousand pounds in it. That's a lot, um, isn't it? I think it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, right. I can, I can never, never remember. <laughs> I can never tell. That's right. So another thing that I found really funny was the doctor totally clueless on so many things. For instance, the roommate telling the other roommate, you, you know, here's a hint. Get, you know, I'll give you a hint if I want some privacy. And the doctor <laughs> not even getting it. Yeah. You got that. You got Amy telling him to go to the pub to do normal stuff. You know, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what the blokes do. <laughs> totally clueless. They watch TV. They, they play football. So before I do want to talk about football in just a minute, but I want to mention another scene because this is the same song that the third doctor saying when he was just regenerated and was hiding in the shower and is in there singing the same song that the third doctor sings is the same song that the 11th doctor was singing so that was a cool callback however this was very controversial with some of the moms groups or the censoring groups a lot of people had problems when this aired with the towel scene yeah, it is interesting because uh, you're right. The first time that uh, that uh, in Spearhead from Space, uh, John Pertwee uh, we took took a shower, and you know, and we we saw him in the shower, and uh, I don't think people uh, flipped their their wigs over that, but uh, but of course he didn't get out of the shower <laughs> as Matt Smith does here, and uh, and go running up and down the stairs and so on um, with his electric. Toothbrush. Electric toothbrush. So I want to see if you guys get this piece of trivia. This was actually a throwback, I believe, to a, another scene that Matt Smith was in where he wore a towel in an episode of Diary of a Call Girl. Anybody mm-hmm. get the trivia connection there? Um, yeah, because yeah, that would have also had Billy Piper. You are correct. Yes. So that was shot before this scene? I believe so. I believe so. Mm, I think so, yeah. All right. So I want to talk really quick about football. And do either of you know why they decided to put the football scene in there? Yeah, Matt Smith was uh, – I think he was looking for a career in in uh, what they call football over there before turning to acting. And, mm. uh, and, as, you, and you, as you get to see in the episode, he's quite good. Yes, indeed. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then editing helps, but yeah, but a lot of that, that's, that's him. <laughs> yeah. You got to feel for poor Craig. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I've had that happen to me many times. <laughs> yeah. It, it burns. I always hate the guy that's good at everything. And the doctor is that guy in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Strangely, isn't he? I mean, because he is so, so clueless. His attempts to pass as normal are, uh, are absurd. And he's still better at it than Greg is. 
Oh, boy. Well, what I found really, really interesting that was the most absurd of all, in my opinion, was after Craig gets sick and the doctor is caring for Craig and Craig's talking about he has to go to the meeting, et cetera, and so forth. The doctor goes to the meeting and basically is on the phone firing people and the manager or the owner of whatever he is, is like, okay, yes, yes, doctor, thumbs up. You're, you're, fi- you're firing that customer. So weird, but so cool. Yeah, even, even better at his own job than he is. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't expect anything less from a doctor, but I will compliment that the doctor has, uh, it was awesome to see. Uh, back up a little bit. It was awesome to see the doctor be a doctor for Craig. I really enjoyed that. He had an excellent bedside manner. Hats off to you, doctor. You did a great job. <laughs> that struck me this time, too, that it's very rare that we see him actually sort of practicing medicine with people. And uh, yeah, and I was struck the same way it, it, that it, it's easy to think of him as being sort of a weirdo and an incompetent, but we know how masterful the doctor can be here. He is just taking care of this guy that he barely knows. And, uh, and, and it's, and it's lovely. So let me ask you this, you know, we're talking about Craig's resentment and the doctor being great at everything. Do you think that it is because the doctor is just great at everything or is it because, Hey, here you are, you're my new friend, and now all the attention's on you. And I'm not saying that in a bad way for Craig, and I'm not painting him in a bad light. I'm just saying, but is that part of what he's failing? Well, Kyle, it seems as Craig has been friend-zoned. <laughs> he is firmly in that place where he can't get over the hump to spark his romantic history. And here comes this guy, this weirdo out of nowhere, who... Oh, you didn't tell me how awesome this guy looks. I forget her exact words, but she's smitten by him. Yeah. She, she fancies him. And poor guy, man, he is trying everything he can to, to break it to her that he isn't madly in love with her, but he can't, he can't do it. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. See, this I want to get to as, uh, the next part of what we're talking about is the, the relationship between Craig and Sophie. I like Sophie. I like their relationship, but I felt like they used it like a piece of taffy and they kept pulling it and pulling it and pulling it and seeing, you know, just how far it could stretch because it felt like it just kind of kept stretching and getting a little bit thinner because I, I kept wanting to just say, okay, you know, either say you like her or say you don't or say you like him or say you don't and be done with it. The the missed moments kind of were getting on my nerves a little bit about mm. three fourths of the way through it. What did you guys think? You you think there, there are too many there are too many of those near misses where because I, I maybe not maybe not everybody has this experience. But, boy, I've been in these relationships and I, you know. Where you feel ninety five percent sure that if you say something that it's it's going to be uh, accepted, it's going to be it's going to be okay. But it's just that five percent of doubt, and it yeah. keeps you from saying. And this can go on forever. Uh, it's just it's <laughs> just awful. So, Clarence, what do you think? I have to agree with Lee. I've, I've been there myself. So, you know, I, I didn't think I didn't think it was too much, but I think they had to show that to. Uh, enforce the resolution at the end, which I didn't like, but 
I think they had to keep showing it and, and to have that big climactic moment to where they, you know, finally embrace their newfound love and, and therefore defeat an alien. So, so, so let me yeah. ask, let me analyze my own question by asking you guys this question. Is my feeling that it was stretched a little too thin the end result of this resolution that I felt was forced, you know, that that was kind of almost borderline cheesy. If you had not have had that relation, I mean, had that resolution, would that not have enriched that relationship? I think it would have. I think it would have been better if you had not have had that. And then they just organically said, or he, even the doctor said, you two need to just go ahead and kiss and be done with it. And they kiss and be done with it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? So it, it happening in the context of saving the day is the problem. I, I know that one of my problems thinking back on this episode, conflating it with the, the sequel where we'll meet Craig again. And it has my least favorite ending of, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there are others, but I, but an ending that I just think is um, unworthy of this show. It made me angry, and 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 this one is really not far behind that. It's if they say "I love you" at the right time, then then the machine that has killed everybody else is not going to kill Craig, and it's also <laughs> going to set off a chain reaction that will actually destroy this uh, this yeah. bad ship. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, mm. if you say so. Clarence. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, at least at it. I mean, I really love all these heartfelt moments and these near misses between these two characters, which I really love how both of them are portrayed in this episode. But I think ultimately they sacrifice plot story for these character moments. And the resolution is just, it just makes me cringe. <laughs> cool. I mean, not cool that you're cringing, but cool that I, cause, cause for a moment there, whenever I wrote that down or typed that out, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to sound like such a cynical, whatever, fill in the blank here. But then I started thinking, is it because of the, um, you know, the, the resolution and, Wow. So I think you guys are spot on there. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to say because there's so many great moments in this episode. All the stuff that the doctor does is that's kind of out of his what he normally his normal uh, cadence. All of that was great. I love the interaction between the doctor and Craig. All of that was really good. And even Craig and Sophie. So yeah, Sophia. Is it Sophie? Sophie. So, she's Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> All of that was great. But I think, you know, again, like. The story was sacrificed for these character moments, but the character moments are really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you, you know, I think they, I think it would have been a better episode if the doctor was trying to not let them know that he's trying to figure out how to bring the uh, TARDIS back. And he and Amy are trying to figure out some calculation to get it back into phase and come up with some wibbly wobbly answer reason why it wasn't in phase. And then by the end of the episode, it becomes back to where it is. The doctor's ready to leave. And then you just have this slice of life story with him and the two people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love when Craig finds the doctor's contraption in the bedroom. 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty Well, he could have still had the, the, the contraption trying to communicate to Amy. All of that is good. I'm just saying cut out the mystery spaceship on the on the. Yeah, okay, second. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. So speaking of mystery spaceship, I want to ask you guys something, because this is something that I never mentioned or never even noticed in the previous times I've watched until this time. The woman walking at night who comes to the aid of the voice, this is toward the beginning of Mm -hmm. the story. Lee, tell me your thoughts on her, the woman walking at night. Any thoughts on her? Uh I'm glad you asked, even though I I think I'm embarrassed by my own answer, because I don't I didn't remember that. And I'm wondering if I watch this on BBC America, which makes big cuts in these episodes. And I wonder if they cut that. But anyway, she's a prostitute. Is is she? Yeah, what it looks like to me. And and she's crying. Her mascara is running down her face. And. I don't know. It's like if 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 the voice is uh, is bringing in random people who go by, okay, this is somebody who might be walking by, but that means she's not just anybody. There's a whole story here that I, I it, it makes me feel like the story now owes us an explanation of what's going on with her. You know, I or maybe I'm maybe that's just I got real interested in her all of a sudden and then she gets eaten by the the monster. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, Clara, is, 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 oh, yeah, is that? No, I'm just eager to hear what you, what 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 uh, you guys think. Uh, yeah, definitely seemed like a, a lady of the night to me. Um, but I don't know, man. I had a problem with all the people walking by in general, and, mm-hmm. and the the cat call to come in to help help me. I need your help. Uh, that just how can well? I guess they made sense of that by talking about the perception filter, but. Really, how does he not notice all this and he lives right under it? Yeah. Um, mm. And people are so gullible. I think I would call the cops first and then go in. But, you know, that's mm. just me. Yeah, but okay. If you walk by and you saw a either one of you, if you walk by and you saw a child that says, my mommy or my daddy or whomever but, is but, hurt inside, I need help. But they weren't even coming outside the door. They had to go inside to see them standing at the top of the stairs. True. That's true. Good point. So my t- my take on the woman, I never got the feeling of Lady of the Night from her. The only thing that I got from her was, and this this was kind of like really stand out to me, was the choice of possibly having someone that looked like they may have been attacked by someone. And that was how uh, I, I, my brain saw her was, you know, she was walking home, but she had had an encounter with someone that did not go well. And I'm thinking that was an interesting choice to make. And you'd not get any backstory or any whatever other than this is, a machine that is taking any and everyone that like Clarence is what you said. People just walking Mm -hmm. by. Right. But thank you because that was my, that was my problem because if you, if we're going to take it seriously at all, if she's just had a, you know, let, let your imagination go where it will. If she's just had a, a really bad encounter and then somebody asks for her help, she's going to be very disinclined to get into it with somebody else. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, the timing is really bad. <laughs> That's that perception filter must be something else. 
That is one that I think I would love to hear other people's opinion on. I mean, I always love to hear people's opinion on what we talk about, Mm -hmm. but I'm really curious as to how other people interpreted that. That would be something I would very, very much be interested to know if other people picked up and uh, leave what you said. Was it edited out on BBC America? And we're noticing it now because we're seeing it in its entirety. And if we're just dead wrong about this and there's a completely different explanation that I hope somebody will say, oh, for heaven's sake, look, (laughs) here's what that is. She was a rock star and she had been partying that one. Right. (laughs) So let's talk real quick about the ending. And Lee, I'm going to point this one to you. Amy finds the ring. What say you? Yes, she does. We knew she was going to, right? Sooner or later. Because – Rory left it there, and we saw that it was still there after he uh, was taken away. So, yeah, and it begins to trigger her memory or understanding of all of these things, and she sees the crack in the wall, the crack in the universe. It's it, it was, it's just some nice uh, seed planting, you know. We we the only reason why that was left there uh, back in. Um, the hungry earth was so it could be found here and, and point us toward these uh, next two episodes coming up afterwards. So, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a big moment. Yep. And I had completely forgotten about it. I had forgotten that this happened. And I mean, I knew, you know, we're coming up on the two part finale, but I had completely, completely forgotten that, that this happened. So I have a quick question before we get into our favorite scene and our favorite quote. Gentlemen, do you have any other topics that we have not covered that you would like to cover? Uh, the contact headbutt was awesome. He should use that more often because it's a powerful <laughs> tool to get get a story across really quickly. What, what an expositional tool, yeah. And, and in fact, you, you do immediately say, well, boy, the, he really should be doing this more often. But we So we have to have a line that indicates that this really hurts and he's never going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But cool, but cool nod. Absolutely a cool nod right there. And, uh, when, when, uh, Craig gets the whole truth, you know, in, in a, in an instant of time, we get a lovely little montage of close up faces of, uh, the doctor's previous lives. And he gestures to his own face and he says, 11. And if I'm understanding right, it is the first time in New Who that any, that the doctor has ever indicated their number you and, are and then and, and then the doctor gets a jersey with an 11 on it yeah that's uh, cool yeah, yeah or so they think or so they think that's yes 11 to the best of my knowledge yes all right Does any any other real topics Cause i have one more that i did not include but i want to make sure neither of you have one before i say it yeah, let me just bring this up real quick because because they say at the end of the episode they have to go back to plant that card that the doctor found from Amy at the beginning of the episode. And I just I just hate that as far as they're going through this, but they have to go back to start something that they've gone through. I, I don't like that as far as how time works. I know it's it it happens all the time, but still, I just hate that as far as to me, it's not clever at all, you know, mm-hmm. but. They do it here, so. Mm, yep, spoilers. So, literally. Wait, did I miss something? No, spoilers. Um, oh. <laughs> spoilers. Next oh. couple of episodes, spoilers. Oh, wow. Well, so, 
Yeah, and and I, well, we I don't see them do it in this episode though. He doesn't. He says they have to go back to set the card there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay. I'm really missing something. Okay. No, I'm just well, saying you will see this later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's even a uh, a crashing plane that will have to go back and be uh, explained away in a future episode. <laughs> Many years in the future. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that's fascinating, Clarence, because I, I really like that. I, I like the, them having to deal with the loose ends. And it and it raises the uh, sort of the philosophical question. Well, since it's already happened, why did they have to do anything? Uh-huh. But but if they didn't go back in time and put that card in the window, then none of this would happen. Or would it? Or would it? Right. <laughs> so so they can't take that chance. So they've they've got to go fix it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the doctor has to go back and and give the uh, winning lottery ticket to his roommate. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a, another of those winning lottery tickets. Yeah. So, so did the doctor rob an ATM? I think so because uh, we saw him do it in um, what is it in the Runaway Runaway yeah, Bride, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I still have one of those um, pound notes around here somewhere because uh, um, the BBC's Doctor Who site they they uh, they released that art. They printed on all those bogus bills, and they they have David Tennant's picture on them in the middle, <laughs> and not Her Majesty. But right. um, I always thought that was cute. But, Very cute. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'll just say this: at least Amy only had to go and write a uh, sentence on one side and a sentence on the other side. You know, at least she didn't have to go back and write a book. Right. Well, she's she's getting warmed up. Yeah, she's getting warmed up. That's all I'm gonna. Have. But I will say, favorite scene. And you know what? I'm going to take this one first. I just loved the fa- the doctor ha- talking to the cat. I just thought that was so freaking cool because I'm a cat person. I like cats. And I thought that that was just like so cool. So my favorite saying was the doctor talking to the cat. And of course he speaks cat. And he, of course he speaks cat now. Oh, speaking of cat real quick. Let me, let me say this real quick because I will forget it. Another real quick tie-in, because you guys know I've been obsessing on uh, Death in Paradise. The third inspector on Death in Paradise, another Doctor Who connection, he was the cat man in the scene um, that we have the Doctor and Martha go to the face of Bo dies, and I can't remember the name. Brannigan. Yes, 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 yes. So... He is the cat man, Brannigan. Uh, I love Brannigan. Yes. So he's just FYI, when we started talking cats, that rang in my <laughs> head. And I said, oh, I got to say that real quick. Nice. So favorite scene, Clarence Brown, what say you? Favorite scene. I love the conversations, Grambler. You know, we always see it go the <laughs> other way where they can understand anybody's language on any planet because of the TARDIS. But uh, the doctor has his doohickey and, you know, it just... Makes his conversation sound like <laughs> crazy words that, you know, our Craig has no idea what's going on. But I just love I love that little bit of tech there. Awesome. And somebody I see on the Web has gone to the trouble of trying to, to work out what it sounds like the doctor's saying, <laughs> because there are people who have more time on their hands than we do. And uh, the doctor says to anyone else hearing this conversation, we're talking absolute gibberish. And what Craig hears is practical eruption in chicken Descartes Lombardy spiral. <laughs> oh, boy. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, Lee, your favorite song. 
I love when when Craig has simply had enough of the doctor being better at him than everything, and he confronts him about it and is and is shouting at him and tells him to, to throw him out and gives him his money back and everything. It's just it's it's really a great performance for James Corden and uh, uh and the doctor is trying to play several different things at once and you can see Matt Smith trying to trying to work this all out. How do I calm this guy down? Is he right? You know, how, you know uh, I have to stay, but you know, I also want to respect that he's telling me to go and you know so all that kind of like going on there it's just it's just great and of course it leads to the the headbutting contact so yeah. <laughs> it's great all right favorite quote lee i will start with you this time what was your favorite quote i love the thing that i love most about this script and most about matt smith's performance uh, as his doctor throughout is this this running joke that he is that he talks faster than he can think and after they've played the football game and uh, Sean tells him, you know, next week we've got the crown and anchor. We're going to annihilate them. And the doctor <laughs> instantly gets up at his face. Annihilate. No, no violence. Do you understand me? Not while I'm around. Not today. Not ever. I'm the doctor, the oncoming storm. And you basically meant beat them in a football match, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But that that's just a wonderful illustration of how Matt Smith can turn on a dime. Yes. He's just be somebody <laughs> totally different and serious and uh, – that was so good. And, and, and uh, one of the things to love about this is that uh, David Tennant gets to do the same joke in the 50th anniversary special, which I, I know we're we're not there yet, are we? But yes. And you're basically a rabbit, aren't you? Yeah. Rabbit. Silly rabbit. Yeah, mine is from a football game as well, where Sean says, where are you strongest? The doctor. Arms. He means what position on the field, says Craig. The front, the side, below, <laughs> says the doctor. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, he doesn't know. I mean, he, he he says sort of to the air, football, that's the one with the sticks, right? <laughs> that's not cricket. <sighs> All right. So my favorite quote, and this is kind of, you know, I, I've made some comments about I've gained some weight being socially distancing and staying in. So this is kind of appropriate to that. Craig is talking about not traveling as much. And the doctor replies, I can tell from your sofa. And then Craig says, how? You're starting to look like it. I was like, okay, that burn, but cool. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And, you know, even at the time, I remember people saying, little surprised at the doctor fat shaming somebody. But uh, at at least... (laughs) I don't know. At least Craig laughs. <laughs> well, Craig does say p- pizza, booze, and telly a lot in this episode. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the diet. So yeah. Final rating. And Clarence, I'll start with you this time. Final rating. I'm going to give it a 3.75. I very much enjoyed it, but I have to give it a few marks against it for the, the resolution of the enemy who just, you know, was integral to the plot, but I feel like it wasn't fully thrown, thought out, you know. So, but everything else was fan fantastic, though. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Lee Shackelford, what say you? Yeah, I like that number. That that rings true to me. So I'm going to give it three and three quarters uh, rings of somebody else's keys. <laughs> mm. Oh, I forgot to get my thing. All oh, right, so uh, what contact kind of thing? headbutts. Contact yes. headbutts. <laughs> All right. So. This is a weekend. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> right. I'm going to give it 3.75. Oh, wow. 3.75 disappearing second floors. 
is what I'm going <laughs> out of it. Right. And I don't know why, but yeah. I'm just going to give it maybe because I respect both of your opinions and why not just make it a, you know, a, 3.75 for us all. It is interesting that, that Amy's house has a, a room that wasn't there. And uh, Craig's house has got a whole floor that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And I, I love the use of perception filter in this, in this episode. That was like one of my favorite things about it. And the doctor has a really good moment with his uh, psychic paper. Where yes. he's switching it back and forth. Uh, I love all of that. <laughs> Is that a reference from the Archbishop of Canterbury? Yeah, I'm his special favorite. <laughs> I'm his special favorite. <laughs> Speaking of special favorites, it was kind of cool, and I, I didn't mention this earlier, but you know, the two of them, Matt Smith and James Corden, had obvious chemistry. You know, as friendships uh, go, they played off of each other quite well. It is interesting. I did not know it into doing research for this, that they were friends before recording this. So you can obviously see the comfort they have with each other through us enjoying this episode so much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it really comes through on camera. Cool. So, gentlemen, I have one final question as we wrap up. And you know what? I never start with myself. So I'll start with myself this week. I will say, where else can I be found on the Internet? I would point everyone listening to us to go. If you are on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Discussing Network and join our Discussing Network Facebook group or look for Discussing Who on all of our social medias. So, Lee Shackelford, where else might you be found on the Internet? Well, unless I've muted my mic again. Let's see. I don't think I have. You have um, Okay. I, I'm going to point people towards uh, the website for Dear Old Relativity, starring us, uh, relativitypodcast.com. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Clarence Brown, what say ye? I'm going to point people to a few podcasts I've had the honor to be on lately, in addition to Relativity. Uh, I got a chance to be on Alan Seiler's Aft Decks uh, Lower Decks After Show, which can be found on Facebook, as well as the Reality Breach podcast, where we talked about the current state of the movie industry in 2020, and also on the Extremely Geeked Out podcast, where we talked about how to get into comics. So if you're into any of that stuff, uh, check those outlets out. Indeed. Indeed. So for everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us and spending your time with us. We appreciate you doing so. We're glad that you're here. Make sure you subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. And again, we thank you and we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. 
And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices. Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?